shot first. Come on, grab your friends. We're gonna talk about Star Wars and stuff with Connor Oled and Andrew Roman. The fun will never end. Greeter shot first. So, Andrew. Yes, Connor. How has uh, your past couple days been? Uh, they have been filled with apprehension and dread. Uh, have you been walking on, like, uh, eggshells, so to speak? So to speak, yes. So to speak. Uh, Not have, literally. Have you been keeping silent? I have. I mean, that, I guess I've been silent, too, because neither one of us has actually seen anything. Right. So, But for what, what, if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, neither one of us actually has yet to see Endgame. Right. Which just came out yesterday, and good freaking lord, it's incredibly bizarre. <laughs> well, it is. I, And I'm honestly normally not... Like I'm not super spoiler averse yeah. under normal circumstances. Of course, but, yeah. You know, but obviously, I think this is such a culmination of so many things over the last eleven years, basically. Yeah, uh, twenty two movies worth of storytelling. Yes. Yeah. That, that I'm just I'm not willing to let it happen. You know, I it'll just be a few more days, <laughs> and you know, then I'll I will know for myself that. Well, okay. So the question I have for you is exactly. What have you done to avoid said spoilers and everything? Like, what kind of measures have you taken to avoid seeing anything or reading about anything or hearing anything for that matter? Right. So, I mean, one thing that I do kind of already do well, arguably, is that I, I don't keep a lot of social media like on my phone. I don't look at Facebook or Twitter or anything mm-hmm. on my on my phone. But I've also gone to this extent of I deleted Reddit. I mean, I know they're extremely active in in trying to you know keep spoilers away from anybody, mm-hmm. um, but it's still just like I don't even want to see like the mega thread. Oh like, no no no! Like I don't even want to see that show up in popular or you know I think I'm sub to Marvel Studios or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you know, and I also uh, I've deleted YouTube from my phone <laughs> uh, just because you know the the search algorithms are undoubtedly going to return something I don't want to see. Dude, forget about it. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I, I've even learned that I can't look at Apple News right now. That's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't think Apple would be, you know, notorious for something like that, but I guess you know it's, it's hard to avoid. Yeah, and I've clicked on enough links leading up to it that you know <laughs> it thinks that it's an interest of mine, which I mean it is. But <laughs> well, uh, to let you know uh, the extremes I went to, Uta Puta, everybody, hello and welcome to Greedo Shot vs. Mine. Name is Connor. I'm Andrew. And we're here to talk Star Wars, all things Star Wars, and anything even freaking related to Star Wars. And I guess the only thing that's really related to the first conversation we're having is the fact that it's owned by Disney. Yes. Uh, and as well uh, as being owned by Disney, Star Wars is, uh, Marvel is also owned by Disney. So here we are talking about these extreme freaking measures. Yep. Uh, now for me, the measures that I've gone through is uh, just like you. I've deleted, uh, I, I, didn't, I don't have a Twitter, so that was easy. I deleted Instagram. I logged out of Facebook. Uh, and I deleted my YouTube. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the algorithm for YouTube is just like notorious. Now for me, like when it comes to doing research for topics for our pod, you know, here and there, especially just, you know, over last week, like trying to find the leaked, uh, you know, Mandalorian trailer here or there and stuff like that. It's like everything that pops up on my feed is like leaked this, leaked that. Or, you know, you'll, it's like all the 30 second, you know, <laughs> spoilerific spots for the new movie, you know, for Avengers and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't want to see this. Like I've seen enough trailers. Like I'm, I'm amply amped up. 
yes, <laughs> amply amped up, if you will. And like, you know, you don't have to tease me anymore. So like, it, it's it's kind of weird being off of you know Facebook, but you know, it's it's day two for me right now. So <laughs> you'll, you'll enjoy it, honestly. Like, I I genuinely don't look typically that often. Yeah. Um, you know, outside of like when I'm updating the the podcast and like <laughs> maybe every you know every four or five days maybe i can go without looking yeah well i mean they uh, just i mean i it, it's just been funny like you know we were uh me and eva were just doing like errands this morning and like last night and everything and she'd be on her phone she'd be like did you see what so-and-so did to their house or did you see what so-and-so's pet did it's so freaking funny i'm like don't tell me no but for all i know there's gonna be a spoiler in the comments of this cute puppy video yeah you know well our friend brandon he said that someone got spoiled by like comments and what a, a WWE com- post. Yes, yeah, like a of fan page on for WWE on and Facebook. E- yeah, and Eva, she saw uh, an always sunny in Philadelphia meme, and there were spoilers in that one too. <laughs> so nothing yeah. is safe. No, you know what? Like Thanos demands your silence, bro. Like, yes. take it literally at least yeah. once. You know, be serious. Yes. Yeah. So for me, like I said, I I got tickets to go see it this coming Tuesday. Very excited. Yeah. And I'm like just I'm just trying to avoid it all. And I well, you're seeing it next Friday. Yes, yeah, I have a few more days to go. Oh but. God, I feel so bad for you. But hey, you're getting it done, man. Yeah, it's all yeah, that matters. Yeah, that's uh, that's what kind of matters most. And you know, I think unfortunately for us, it's like middle of the week showings would just be hard to do. And, oh yeah. And and going out that far, we were able to get some real nice seats. As that's much as yeah. Anything, so. That yeah, everyone's just trying to get in for this weekend right and that was it like you know tuesday was when they were doing the pre-sales tuesday was the very last day of the pre-sales when i got my ticket so it's just that's just luck of the draw mm-hmm. and so i mean here's hoping you know we can make it through three hours and not have to take a single break yeah that's like my biggest thing is like i'm going to have to pee yeah <laughs> like... i mean we i we went to uh, where did we go we went to big lots and we were talking about like you know should we go over to like the adult diaper sec- section while we're here or something like <laughs> yeah I, it might not be a bad idea you know yeah. just in case you know it's like we'll just waddle out of the <laughs> out of the theater you know making swishy pants noise while yeah. wearing jeans nothing to see here yeah so but yeah i don't know it would just be a long awkward drive home gonna have to wash my sweatpants yeah gee oh forget about my it joggers i gotta be fashionable at least <laughs> oh man um but yeah like one more thing to it it was really funny i went to i went to the comic shop this morning and we're gonna get back <laughs> onto the topic of star wars i promise you but <laughs> when i was at the comic shop there was a nice like handwritten sign by the owner on the front that says if you come into this store and you spoil avengers endgame you will be barred for life and then it said at the bottom seriously colin who's the owner yes. and i was just like colin wow man <laughs> yeah i was like colin yeah and i even asked him about it and he's like look you know, everybody who's seen that poster is they've laughed because you know it's more of a joke than anything else. Right. But it's only meant for one particular person, and he has this guy who comes in and just I guess ruins every show that he wants to see or do or yeah. something like that. <laughs> I mean, you think about it. You go to a comic shop, all you want to do is talk shop about like nerdy stuff in general. Yeah. So you know, the well, one it's... big topic. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I've been a little bit lax lately, uh, getting to my local comic shop. Uh, but that was, that's always the question whenever you walk in, it's like, <laughs> did you see it? You know, but I feel like people are always respectful if you haven't. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So. And I, that's just it. But like I said, this guy is super respectful about it. He went and saw it like the day before, like, I guess yesterday would have been, but yeah, you know, he was, he was silent about it. And he, the only joke he made was he's like, I didn't expect it to be so much Deadpool. And I was like, ah. <laughs> you <laughs> know, so funny. That, yeah, that was about it. So, but Hey, the Star Wars podcast, let's talk some Star Wars, buddy. 
Let's do it. You want to do some recent Star Wars news? Yes. So, uh, as of last Tuesday, we had a new novel release. Yep. And I'm very excited about it because I got it for myself. Yeah, I I do. I have it in audio form, but I honestly, I think I want to get it like by the the book. Oh yeah, the book itself just looks uh, epic in general. I love the design of the cover and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book is Master and Apprentice. Um, it's written by Claudia Gray. Yes. And uh, it's it's a story that follows uh, Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's set about like roughly seven years prior to the events of Phantom Menace, I think is what I've read. Okay. And uh, it's just, I mean, it, it was a it was fun, to say the least. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not finished with it. Um, so you are but, listening to it, though. But I am listening, yeah. Okay. Uh, but, I mean, I've greatly enjoyed it so far. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, pretty pretty enjoyable read. Uh, Jonathan Davis does the narration for this one. Yeah, and he's and like his, he's perfect for. Yeah, it. his his uh, his Qui Gon and Obi Wan voices are on point. Oh, well, yeah, like I said, he he did the narration for the like the Kenobi book itself by Joe Jackson, John Jackson Miller, uh-huh. and so like he already had that kind of clipped, you know, Coruscanti esque, you know, speech down. Yeah, but I love the like little like just little definition of just like uh, Scottish brogue, if you will, yeah. with like. Qui-Gon's? Yes. He's like, the Jedi Council will never stand for that. You know, like just yeah. <laughs> yeah. like some little, you know, little little details like that. It's like, I guess that's true, because Liam Neeson is kind of Irish, Scottish, you know, from that region yeah. of the country, he whatever. Is, I mean, he's Irish. Irish, right. Sorry. Um, yeah, but he, I mean, but it's not like a real, you know, it's not like a comical Irish type of accent. No, no. It's more long lines, just it's clipped, yes. I'd say, you know, yeah. it, it's like it, it there's a, like a hint of it. But it's not so much that it, like it takes you out of the moment, sort of right. thing. Right. Yeah. And obviously, if you get the novel, you won't get any of it. But like you know, it, <laughs> it's it it's definitely worth going for the audiobook and all that kind of stuff. Like I I you know I love the audiobooks. So yeah. But um, the story is very simple, and it's doing what every other book that's come out recently has done. And there are sections where it does like time travel a little bit. Like it goes back, and it's like there's sections that are just called years before. Yeah. And that'll follow a young. Qui Gon while right. he's training with uh, Count Dooku, or well, yeah. Jedi Master Dooku, if you yes. will. Yes, yeah, and yeah, uh, still Jedi, yeah, non-fallen Jedi. Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> we can get into a little bit of discussion on this sooner or later. You know, I'd, we could do like a nice little review. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I imagine. I mean, I'm not saying this is what we're gonna do next, but next time uh, on, yeah. No. But the next, uh, you know, I imagine by the time we've gotten together next time, I will have finished it, so we can we can put it on the list. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's it's delivered kind of the, the type of story that I was hoping for. Um, you know, I think there's a certain thing, a, a certain dimension to a lot of these books that, I don't want to say they're formulaic, but they kind of follow a certain pattern. I think that, you know, I think the books as of right now in the new Disney canon are just designed to kind of play it safe, mm-hmm. as opposed to some of the more adventurous eu stories from yesteryear well you think about it, like all the eu books themselves they just you know they had to create right yeah you know? they were actually creating whereas this is just kind of like oh yeah we're literally just doing backstory yeah but i mean to that end though it's got to fit like just as much as they did eu like mm-hmm. especially you know with the new jedi order and you know the legacy of the force every all that stuff like it was after the main story right so you could you know you could play with it as much as you wanted but when it comes to stories like this that take place prior to set events that are mm-hmm. in the movies, yeah. that's where it gets a bit particular. Right. Yeah. You, you have to kind of, <coughs> I think that's just where you have to play it safe or why you have to play it safe. Because exactly. you can't kind of 
change history that much. Yeah, you know, it turns out that, like, you know, Anakin loved sand up until, you know, age eight or something like <laughs> <Right>. that. <laughs> Just before meeting uh, Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and got, like, the whole crew. Yeah, like, Jar Jar, like, kicks some sand into his face. He's like, you know, I really don't like this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's rough, of course, it gets everywhere, so. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean... It, it's interesting, and I, you know, I, I love the book. Um, I highly recommend it to anyone who's looking to get some new material. Um, yes. This is, I'd say, like this is a solid like prequel book in itself. You know, there's not too much ridiculousness in it to make it like unreadable. Right. You know, I'd say that it's, you know, it's it's plenty of action, plenty of humor, plenty of heart. Yeah. No, so. I, I, you know, I'm, I, as I say, I might be about halfway, and I would probably agree with all of those. Yeah. I, I mean. When we get off the air and when you actually do finish it, I'm going to have some questions for you and everything. So, <laughs> okay. Trust me. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, so check it out. Master and Apprentice uh, just came out last Tuesday by Claudia Gray. Um, check it out now. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, on to the next news uh, Galaxy's Edge has a release date to get reservations for the park. Yes. Now, we had talked before that uh, when they first opened their doors on May 31st, uh, out in Hollywood, primarily. Mm, right. Um, Anaheim. Anaheim, to be yeah specific. Uh, you're going to be able to uh, go into the park and everything like that, but you have to, uh, you know, you have to get a reservation to even get access to the park. Yes. Now it's not a thing where you get a you know a pass to go to the one park today or whatever, and then just you could just mosey on to this side of the park where it's at. Yeah. You actually have to get like a like a wristband, I imagine, or something Probably, along those yeah. lines. And then for that, um, from what I was reading, you know. It, you only get about four hours worth of like actual like Star Wars time while you're there. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, so there's gonna be like windows basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, think about it like it's like nightclub rules, if you will. Right. You know, like I guess maybe they're at capacity or something like yeah. that. It's just like two big burly men in suits just being like, "All right, come on, you know, show yeah. us your IDs." <laughs> yeah, and I mean, so they do that. I mean, that's kind of the way that they structure the fast pass program. Right. Um, or the max pass, I think is actually what they call it in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically it's just like, okay, here's your window. Now, anytime you walk up to, you know, this, you know, card reader thing and you just put your card or your band or whatever cool. the case may yeah. be, um, up to that. And if you get a green light, you're free to go. Cool. Um, which is cool. Um, you know, so I imagine they're going to do something kind of like that. Um, but then if it's, you know, outside of that window, if you're too early or you're too late, then it comes up with a blue circle that says uh, no entry. No, heck, no way, Jose. Oh, well, hold on. So when uh, when you guys actually went down to Disney, did you guys have like fast passes and we, all that? Yeah, we did. What was your situation? Was it a wristband? It was, yeah. Nice. Yeah, okay. it's, they call it the magic band, as they say. <laughs> um, or, well, maybe I didn't say that. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, but so it's it's just this little thing that basically you can actually even like sync up your credit card information to it oh uh, so maybe you could use it like a like a money like, yeah. a, like a credit yeah. uh, thing or if you will it's basically a smart watch without a watch face yeah i can um, see that and i mean apparently you know the batteries last for years you like if you are like a florida resident for instance you can uh you can wear like you can get like these very customized ones Ooh. like mine was just like a plain gray color yeah, it probably uh, had like Mickey's head on it or yes, something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they, but some of the ones for uh, some of the people with annual passes, they would have like all these decorations on it and all this other stuff, and it was it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if they'll do that. It might, I mean, the other thing that you can do if you just have fast passes that you bought separate, um, is that they would just print out this little card thing that had a, a chip in it. Yeah. Why not? That's pretty uh, cool. Yeah. So I, I, I'm kind of imagining it'll be like that. You think it'd have to have some kind of like Star Wars aesthetic to it? Probably. You know, it would be funny if like they did something for the parents and then something completely for the completely different for the kids. Like, what if they gave the kids all like restraining bolts? <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> just, would be pretty good. Yeah, you know, just like you know, the parents get. I don't know. I'm trying to think of something. It'll just be like a boarding pass. Or a boarding pass. Yeah, yeah, something. And then like the kids, they come over and they get a sticker, but it's like a you know obtrusive sticker that just sticks out of their chest (laughs) or something like that. And they just can't get it off. I don't know. Yeah. This is my restraining bolt. (laughs) Yeah. So so. I don't know. It would be just a cute little detail. Yeah. So that's going to be to kind of get back onto the topic, I guess it's going to be on May 2nd. May 2nd is when you can start getting the reservations, right? Yeah. So uh, I think it's, you have to register. I think you have the note here, and if uh, not, yeah, I it, have it. No, I have it right here. Uh, in California, visitors will need reservations, which is free, uh, that accompanies their value theme park admission from May 31st to June 23rd, according to Disney. Mm-hmm. So essentially, that means that if you buy a ticket within that time, or well, if you buy a ticket to go to the park within that time frame, because you could buy it prior, yeah. uh, you'll have the opportunity to reserve to make it. the reservation. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, and I think they they say specifically. Uh, there'll be more details released at 8 a.m. Pacific time on May 2nd, and then the reservations will begin at 10 a.m. That same Pacific, day. That same day. Okay. Yeah. So I'll be I'll be tuned into that. As I <laughs> mentioned last time, I have a uh, I'll be in San Diego on June 20th is the day that I'm eyeing it up. So it's just before the end of the reservation period. That's true. So I'm kind of hoping that. I mean, that's like a Thursday at the end of the reservation period. So I'm kind of hoping that, you know, it won't be quite as busy. Yeah. Uh, At least that I'll be able to get them anyway. Is your anniversary the 21st? It is. Okay. I I knew knew it was like June 20 or something. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know. I I guess I knew it because I was part of your wedding, but still. Yeah. (laughs) uh, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I was just trying to think. It's like, okay, so you just have to make sure you're back before the 21st. And thus, Emily will not be mad at you. Right. Yes, basically. Yeah. Just extend. Extensive Uber rides all the way down to Anaheim and on the way back. I mean, look, look at it this way. You're going to have four hours of super fun and then, you know, maybe two or three hours on your way to and from. Right. You know, I mean, it is. I mean, it's genuinely funny. I've said repeatedly to Emily, it's like, well, if I'm doing this, like I'm I'm just going there. Yeah. But now that they're even capping it at four hours, it's like that. Okay, so genuinely it will just be. A day, like a day trip. I'll probably be back by dinner. Yeah, here's open, right? Yeah, yeah Why exactly. Not? Unless my window is like from five o'clock until nine o'clock or something. You got to get something for Emily. All right, first of all, tell her not to listen to this because we'll come up with a gift for her. But still, like, you got to come, you got to get something good. Be like, honey, I know how much you love Harry Potter. So here's a Bantha or something. Yeah. You know, like something. I don't yeah. know. I'm just saying, like, you know, just a little apologetic, like, sorry I left you for the day, sweetheart. Yes. But here you go. That's I don't it. know. That is a good idea. I don't know what that's going to look like, though. I don't know either. We get her own <laughs> lightsaber for all you care. Maybe. And just be like, you know, you hold on to it the whole time, but tell her it's for her. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is for you, but I'm not going to let you have it. Yeah. So, or something. Yeah. <laughs> but either way, we'll keep in touch. We'll, you know, see what else is going on. I'm excited to see what comes out. 
in fact, uh, just to lead into the whole Galaxy's Edge thing, I, I meant to actually show this to you. One of the one of the comics I picked up today was the first Galaxy's Edge comic. Nice. So I'm I'm very excited to see what that's all about, you know. And even Colin said as much himself was like, you know, when I asked him about it, I was like, yeah, I saw you around the you know the Galaxy's Edge books. He's like, yeah, I didn't think uh, I didn't think they'd go, but mm-hmm. you know. People apparently want to read about a theme park. And I was like, yeah, you don't understand, man. And I yeah. even told him because I was trying to get the TIE Fighter one that came out last week. Uh-huh. He's like, who knew TIE Fighters were going to be interesting? And it's like, come on. You well, know, you... Now, that one I think is a miss oh, on, on his behalf. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, I even explained as much to him. I was like, it's going to be a tie-in to a novel series. Right. And all this happy stuff. So, But he did put it in for my box, so hopefully I should get it. And then nice. I'll be able to have the complete story once Alphabet Squadron finally comes out and all that. So, Wishful thinking. Uh, the last item that I have. Uh, on my notes, uh, Star Wars Dooku Jedi Lost will be coming out next week. Yeah. I mean, it'll be coming out the same day I'm going to see uh, Endgame. So it's going to oh. be a good day. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But uh, I mean, what we said before, uh, Dooku Jedi Lost is going to be an audio only project that they've been working on for a little while. And essentially, it's going to be a whole cast of people. Uh, they've released a couple, like a, a small, like behind the scenes reel, which I've sent to you. Yes. And uh, it was a cool little, like, look into how, you know, these are really done. Yeah. And they explained it as much. Like, you know, it, it's just, you know, it's going to be like a radio drama. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, I mean, have you had a chance to listen to the, the clip that I've sent you? I, I didn't get to listen to, like, the actual preview for it, but I did watch the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that was just cool because, I mean, one of the shots was, you know, about six different voice actors all in one room and like bouncing just, off yeah just basically in a big circle like, yeah just kind of looking at each other and bouncing off each other kind of getting into character no i did see mark thompson in the video yes and i've seen pictures of him before but like i, I just never remember what he looks like and it's one of those things where you don't know what people look like behind the mic i would have assumed he was a lot older honestly really yeah i would i mean i guess maybe i would have said that he you know I don't want to, you know, centralize it to an age, but I was going to say maybe late 30s, early 40s. Yeah, which, which I think is about what he looks yeah, like. Yeah, exactly. Actually. I was just saying, because I, I never imagined him with a beard. Yeah. And I also learned that, like, you know, he has a couple kids, I think, or something like that. So okay. it's like, this guy, the way he performs, like, he performs like, you know, just a 20, you know, 20 something guy. He's mm-hmm. just enjoying the story. He enjoys being there. But, yeah. you know, like I said, the thing I love about him is he just puts so much passion behind whatever character he's doing. Yeah. And I think even in that reel, you can hear him doing like uh, Yoda's voice, mm-hmm. and he goes for the old school like Frank Oz yes. like feel to it. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's what I love about it. But I also feel like the actress that they got to do Ventress's voice sounds like it almost has to be the same actress that they had for um, Clone Wars. Yeah, I, I well, I that sounds right, but I actually don't think it is because I think I after having watched that behind the scenes reel, I was like, oh, I'm gonna check on this yeah. and i think i actually found that it was not the same mm. same uh voice actress so okay. well to that end i guess it's just like i said i the the little preview clip that i heard um it was just a conversation between ventress and dooku mm-hmm. and uh i mean it was interesting the the long and short of it was it was just a conversation between the two of them and it was about dooku talking to ventress about the next mission that he has for her essentially sending her back to his home world of sorrento okay. for something or Sorrento. Sorrento. Sorry. <laughs> Sorrento uh. is the name of a uh, isn't that the Kia? Ba- oh, it is, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't that the bad guy from Ready Player One? I think it's who it is. No, I don't know. Yeah. Sorrento! I don't know. Either way. <laughs> Nerdy stuff. <laughs> I think that's what my 
my parents drive now is a Kia Sorento. I think so. I've seen a Kia. I don't yeah. know. I'm trying to what. Yeah, we're getting lost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is a getting turning off tro- topic. Now. I know, Happy I anniversary know. to my parents, by the way. Oh, April it's their anniversary 27th. today. Yes, it's Hi. 34 years for them. Oh, congratulations, Bob and Gloria. I probably would have heard about that if I was still working there, but still. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, I'm very excited about this. I know that um, in addition to seeing Endgame that day, I will also be purchasing this. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't get enough of this kind of stuff, so. Yeah, my so I will say so I did I then I decided to go with like an Audible membership. Oh, you did. Yeah, but so now so I used my credit this month on Master and Apprentice. Ah. But so now I'm gonna have to wait until like May sixth or something to, to get, get the, that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll be sure to let you know because it's. I mean, I'm just excited to see how this all comes out. Mm-hmm. The way that it's set up, I mean, it's still narration and everything like that because you need that, you right. know. But I think it's gonna be narration from the character's point of view. That so be, even yeah, because yeah, the the clip was narrated by Ventress. Mm-hmm. So I don't I I kind of you know I don't want the whole book narrated by one person. Right. Rather, I'd like you know you know, or even just have a core narrator. Yeah. You know, just have the one guy go in and just do all the exposition. Yeah, kind of do the exposition, move the plot along, but exactly. then you still have all the voice talent. Yeah. So I've always wanted to, and I, like I hear this often when I listen to you know slightly older than us type of people talk about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. The, because they did radio play adaptations of all of the original trilogy. Yeah, like the New Hope one was almost five hours long. <laughs> I don't know if I knew that. But, yeah, I, uh, some weird like article I read one day. It was I, like I said, I've been avoiding everything, you mm-hmm. know. But it, one of the subreddits I've allowed myself to look at was Today I Learned, okay. and one of the things was about like it was someone had sold the rights to the radio, you know, to the radio play of a new hope, like the the new hope, like radio drama. Mm -hmm. And I guess they did it on public access and it came out to like five hours long. (laughs) And you can still get it on iTunes if you look deep enough. Yeah. I have heard that. So I'll probably do that at some point. I don't even know if maybe like on YouTube, whenever I can go back to YouTube. Oh my goodness. Uh, Yeah. Maybe, you know, I personally, I feel like it would just be, it would almost be too rough to listen to. Yeah. Because you think about, like, what radio, like, classics were like. Right. You know, it's just, it's just a lot of, like, you know, you have the guy over in the corner who has the trash cans full of just weird things to make sound effects, yeah. including the trash cans themselves. Yeah. So it's like, ah, uh, here comes thunder. Bong. You know, and yeah. it's like, we're about to drive over some gravel. And he's, like, holding up some marbles <laughs> in his hand or something, yeah. you know. So, you know, here comes the horse. Clunk, 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 you know. Yeah. So, I don't know. It, it could be good. Uh, I mean, and. Star Wars audiobooks are in general have just been doing a great job of just, you know, making you feel like you're part of the story, music, sound effects, everything. So, yeah. you know, it, they're all stories in themselves. I always highly recommend them. And I, you know, we already said as much. So check it out. Star Wars Dooku Jedi Lost this Tuesday, April 30th. So we have a big topic today. You know, yeah. I, I just realized that I never even said it at the top of the yeah, freaking show. All right. all right. That's my fault. Um, it's going to be, I can tell you for a fact, this episode is going to be called Pilot Draft. Pilot Draft, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was trying to come up with like a, a theme. Yeah. You know. Well, I like, I mean, I, I honestly didn't think about the NFL draft being this weekend. But it's just kind of ironic that it yes. worked out that way. <laughs> so, so, yeah. In lieu of having our own NFL draft, yes. you know, we're having a different kind of draft. So, today, we are going to do, as Andrew has already said, a pilot draft. 
Now, uh, if anyone's been with us for, you know, since uh, our very first few episodes, thank you. We appreciate you listening and, you know, share us with friends. Um, we, like, we're, I think it was our second episode we did uh, yeah. the Bounty Hunter. Bounty Hunter draft. Bounty yes. Hunter's draft. And I think I failed that pretty miserably. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping to come back with some vengeance today. So uh, I have with me my list. You have your list. And the goal of this uh, topic we each have to outfit a light cruiser or starship with existing characters from Star Wars. Yes. Basically, anyone who's ever flown or piloted some kind of vessel is up for picks. We will both each have an opportunity to choose five different pilots for five different positions in the starship itself. And the five categories from you know like top to bottom, is yes. that okay with you to do it that way? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, it's uh, squadron commander, fighter pilot, bomber... Interceptor and specialist, which I kind of asked wild card basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I think it's just going to be somebody who doesn't fit into the other categories, but you want them on your team. Oh, hell yeah. And you uh, want them in the fight. Yeah. So we're going to begin this with a little uh, coin flip to decide who goes first. And the winner is going to be you guys because hopefully this is going to be funny. So yes. we'll see what happens. Yeah. So I guess some of the additional rules behind this that mm-hmm. we had decided on were. Um, so we're kind of playing like Star Wars Battlefront rules, essentially. Yes. So like the actual ship itself can be replicated multiple times. Okay. Uh, you know, so like if you wanted to pick more than one, like if you wanted to pick more than one kind of crew that might pilot the Millennium Falcon, hmm. that's okay. But they can only p- be picked once. Okay. So it's not like you could pick Han and Chewie and then be like, okay, for the next role, I pick Han and Chewie. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, I mean, yeah, I figured as much that like it's however it's set up, it's just a matter of who, who like, who do you think will fit this role best, basically? Yes. Yeah. So um, with that, you know, like I said, we'll just go into this. We're going to give up our options. We might have, you know, I might have a chance to steal this person. Andrew might have a chance to steal that person, yada, yada, yada. And, um, you know, we'll just we're just gonna see how it goes, and whatever whoever we pick, we'll give a little bit of information about them, why they're as good as they are in that position. Yes, and stuff. So, without any further ado, shall I flip a coin? Go for it. Call in the air. Winner goes first. Is that cool? Yes. Lose goes first. Winner. Whoever gets it right goes first. Goes first. All right. Call in the well, air. Well, what? yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay. Winner goes first. Call in the air, Andrew. Here we go. Tails. Tails. It's tails. You get it, buddy. Woo! All right. The first pick in our pilot draft for squadron leader goes to Andrew. Andrew, what is your pick? My pick is General Lando Calrissian. Ooh. With co-pilot Nien Num. Ooh. To be my squadron leader. Squadron leader. Flying the Millennium Falcon, obviously. That all right? Yeah, I could see that. You know what? Like, I didn't even. I mean, you don't have to pick the ship. No, I know it wasn't even that. It was just like I was trying not to choose too many like obvious ones because <laughs> I was going. I mean, look, the ones I picked are good. Okay. I have exactly one character on here who's not part of like the existing EU, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna like if I get a chance to use them for whatever reason, you know, that's all. But. I like it. It's a good pick. So why would you pick them to be your squadron leader? What's uh, what sets them apart from everybody else? Because he's the man who led the attack on the second Death Star. That's true. 
And that's kind of it. And Nine Nub is still around to destroy the Star Killer, I guess. Yes. As well. Yeah, just flying around, just having fun. (laughs) 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 Yeah, exactly. Okay. So Lando Calrissian, General Lando Calrissian, and Neon, how you say it? Nine Nub? I always said Nine Nub. I, well, that's fine. Yeah. All right. It's not it, to be confused with his Celestine crush mate, Tenum. Oh, aha. <laughs> All right. For my pick for squadron leader, and I'm surprised you didn't pick this, to be honest, because uh, I, I would pick nobody else but Hera Syndulla. That was my second choice. And the ghost. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, she's done so many great things. First of all, she was like the first test pilot for one of my favorite ships, the B-Wing. Yes. Uh, you know, the B-Wing wouldn't have come into production existence if not for her test flying it herself. And, uh, you know, the B-Wing was made to be like a blockade runner and all this kind of stuff. And beyond that, she's also just led several, like, you know, several different... Um, uh, operations throughout the uh you know the empire itself freeing people from the empire and just you know i mean if you have yet to see rebels you know you're going to be surprised at just how great she is at getting out of all these scrapes and just how great of a ship the ghost is too yeah so you know and she's a natural leader she's passionate she's able to get everyone you know she's able to bring the hope out of anyone that's that's how i look at it absolutely a true charismatic leader that's yeah who also backs it up with exceptional talent i want to go back to lando for a second go this was proposed to me on star wars minute it wasn't proposed just to me i'm not the only person that's ever listened to that podcast (laughs) but i just came across this in uh uh on that show okay And, and so they did return of the jedi before solo or anything like that right um but so I want to go back to Lando's maneuver at the Battle of Tanab. I've heard about this. Wasn't there like, that was like a big deal, right? Like, uh, whatever it comes to people hearing about Lando. Well, yes. Go ahead. But, you know, so I, he got a little help from Han, who just made a little recommendation. But I, I believe that the battle or the maneuver that he pulled was not so much that he did anything heroic or that he was a great you know pilot or anything like that mm-hmm. i think he just seduced mon mothma Ooh, really yeah well i mean you think about it it's like what's a fiery redhead vixen like you leading a rebellion like this you know something like that precisely my oh my i hope those sheets aren't the only thing that are white or whatever i don't know that's just that's just, <laughs> just terrible i'm sorry <laughs> I, I do a very. You lost me on that one. Yeah, I did. You I do know. a good Lando impression, but I, th- I didn't. Give I'm you not a whole as smooth as Lando. That's my I didn't problem. Give you a whole lot of runway to, to take <laughs> off with that. Uh, I know. It's just uh, the fiery hair vixen thing. I think was my only. That, that part was good. Who's this green skinned Twi'lek lady over here? Oh, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So, anyways. <laughs> but, uh, but, but anyway, that's yeah. just. I think he just wanted to be a general because only generals get to wear capes. That's also true. Yeah, he's a cape man. His cape game is strong, as we were saying. So he was like, okay, what do I have to do to become a general? <laughs> Mon Moth. Mon Moth. That's what I got to do. So all, right. all credit to Chris Radke from geek.com. Who like just thought of this? Yes. Like that was his theory or whatever? That was his theory that he posited. Well, good on you, Chris. <laughs> And you know what? That I think they're pretty solid choices. I agree. Perfectly. You know, I think we're evenly matched in evenly a way. Evenly matched so far? Yeah. So, all right. Squadron leader, done. Next, fighter pilot. There's only one man, and he is the true 
Hero of the Rebellion. And I knew you were going to steal it, so go Wedge ahead. Wedge Antilles. Or Sauce Antilles, as you like to put. <laughs> Sorry. But still, Wedge. Yes. What is this Wedge you keep talking about? Why is he so great? Well, so he's like a many, many time ace pilot. Yes, true. Uh, in fact, he made ace and a half at the first Death Star Ooh. while flying and already, like, before he even took off, it was his like a, X-Wing was damaged. That's true, yeah. He was flying at suboptimal capacity. And then he got, what, he got, like, hit on one of his engines. Yes. And uh, Luke said, you know, he's like, get back, get, Wedge. You can't do any good back there. Yeah. Get like, out of here, Wedge. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, it's that sorry you make whenever you lean over someone who's, like, trying to get something off the shelf. Sorry. Yes. I did that man. earlier to Emily this morning. She was playing video games, and I, like, tried to reach over to grab my coffee cup. It's just sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's like a dad. It's a dad noise, you know. It's yes. just like, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sorry. Anyways. Um, but yes, yeah, and he's, yet he still walked away with, uh, I think, uh, six confirmed kills. In the first Death Star. In the first Death Star. Survived the first Death Star. Survived the second Death Star. Yes. Survived the Battle of Jakku. Yes. And on top of all that, he was leader of how many different squadrons? Many. Many. And that's also <laughs> including EU. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and so we're not... Like, I honestly... I don't even want to get into the EU stuff, like, in terms of his role with Rogue Squadron. And all and the crazy... With, the, yeah, yeah. And then with uh, Wraith Squadron in the EU, mm-hmm. like, in the X-Wing books, where, yeah. um, you know, and eventually he, he did uh, class out as a general... Himself, himself yeah. yeah. So that's a pretty. I mean, I just I feel like he is. When you think about a fighter pilot, he's what you want on your team. You know, I always think about like you know, because I'm I'm like you. I'm a Wedge fanboy, but I always think about like the actor who played Wedge. Yeah. Like, does Dennis he know? Lawson. Yeah. Does he know like how popular he is, or for that matter, like how much his character's done in the EU? Do you think? Well, he pro- well. <laughs> Well, I mean, that I don't know. The latter part, I don't know. The yeah. first part is probably like, yeah, I'll do, you know, I'll accept this uh, uh, appearance invitation for $50,000 or something. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, all I'm thinking is. And just... then charge 20 bucks per autograph while I'm there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm just thinking to myself, like, you know, if I was, if I was lucky enough to, you know, be a, a big a fan of a franchise like this and find myself, you know, as one of the main characters, if not like just one of the main sub characters like Wedge is mm-hmm. like all the different achievements your character achieves without you portraying said character. Yes. Has to make you feel good. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, agree. I, 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 that's just how I look at it. Cause I mean, I always think to myself like, you know, like what's the one question you would ask like this celebrity, that celebrity or whatever. And it's always like, if I ever got to meet any of the, you know, star Wars people, it'd always be like, have you read any of, you know, the novels and thus which one's your favorite or which like story of yours is your yeah. favorite? Something like that. <laughs> Wedge is definitely one of those people because yeah. like I said, his story is just exemplatory. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, and I feel like there is such a, profound staying power that his character has that you know not only did they decide to dedicate an entire series of eu books to him and then they also turned around and still made him part of a bigger part of the new disney canon yeah when they had the chance in terms of the aftermath books that's fair i'll uh all right i'll get back at you with this whole fighter pilot thing and i will go with my fighter pilot who happens to be a student of wedges okay Temin Snap Wexley. Very nice. <laughs> Temin made his first, well, 
no, that's his first appearance technically in uh, The Force Awakens. Yes. He's known as Snap Wexley there. Yes. But uh, Temin's story is told over the course of the three aftermath, aftermath novels. Yeah. And it's a story between him, his mom, and a bunch of other, you know, ne'er-do-wells and whatnot. Um, but, I mean, his mom was a famous pilot. She survived the Death Star. She's in the movie, technically. You yes. know that. Because she was the one flying the Y-Wing in the Death Star. So that's already an interesting uh, like fact. But uh, her, uh, let's see here. Temin's mom and Wedge were like romantically uh, involved at one point. Yes. And uh, not <laughs> to go even further into that or whatever, you know, it's just like, you know, Wedge definitely played a big part in Temin's upbringing and his skill. Wedge taught him how to, you know, fly an X-Wing and do it right to the point where he actually, you know, he gave him the promotion to Phantom Squadron. Yep. Which is a squadron of just roughnecks that Wedge pulls together for insane missions. Yes. Sounds a little familiar, I think. Kind of like Wraith Squadron. Yeah, I mean, what? <laughs> I never that. I mean, it's, you know, it's only even like a similar parallel in terms of like synonym words. Yeah, I mean, all they needed was just a Gamorrean guy, like you were yes. saying, and it's like, there you go. You know, yes. this is Phantom I, Squadron. I could not find his name. Uh, oh, the Gamorrean guy? Yeah. Oh. I, I was trying, but it's... I have to say, Wikipedia is, it's hard to navigate now, like, that they have to split everything out, like, oh, Legends yeah. versus... EU and all that. Yeah. I mean, just the book list I gave you a while back, remember? Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah. it, the way it's divided is ridiculous. So, yeah. Um, I'd say Temin, he's, uh, in the way of, like, accomplishments and whatnot, he's liberated the planet of Akiva. Yes. Um, you know, like I said, he was he was present at the Battle of Jakku. He helped in destroying the Starkiller base. Yeah. And I know him and Black Squadron did a whole bunch of other stuff in the comics, which I have yet yeah. to read. Yeah. So I don't know about you. Have you read much of the Black Squadron? I have. So is he? Yeah. I mean, he, well, I mean, so the like the Poe Dameron comics mostly focus on Poe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but we do get to see a lot more of Black Squadron than we get to see anywhere else. Which is nice. Yeah. But I would probably even say that Snap is kind of in the background. Some of the. Uh, other characters from Black Squadron might play a little bit bigger role. Right. I'm kind of hoping that Snap plays a big role in the new movie. Like, I feel like a lot of people who've, you know, read Aftermath and whatnot, and the mm-hmm. comics alone, like, have just grown to like his character. Yeah. I'd hope so, anyways. Yeah. This so. actually reminds me of a question that I, I wanted to ask earlier. Sure. I'll, st- I'll ask it at the end. All right. It's, I don't want to interrupt the draft. No, but... it's all right. I, I'll remind you once we're all said and done. Thank you. So, for me... <laughs> Uh, fighter pilot Temin Snap Wexley for you Wedge Antilles. Yes. Uh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next category, we have to pick a bomber pilot. Yes. So this is a a bit of tougher. I don't yeah. know, but I think, uh, I'm interested to hear what you guys say. Yeah, I think these next two are the, are the hardest. Yeah. Somewhat. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but so the choice that I'm going to make mm-hmm. is. John Dutch Vander. John Dutch Vander. Was he... Was he involved in the first Death Star? Yes. That would be Gold Leader. That was Gold Leader? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Switching to targeting computer. The guns. They've stopped. I don't know. I'm just... I'm excited about it. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So, Dutch. Yeah, so Dutch. So, he... uh, in addition to having a name very eerily similar to the 
you know chief antagonist character of red dead of the red dead redemption series um he and also the protagonist i guess for them yeah for sure yeah um he uh is famous he actually appears in a few episodes of the clone wars wait does he yeah or no, I'm sorry, Rebels. Rebels. Yes. Yeah. All right, that sounds more familiar. <laughs> I was going to say, because I know that they've well, actually, been... Actually, no, he does appear in Clone Wars as well. Really? Yes, because Why? I believe he's part of the private guard uh, for Mon Mothma. Ooh, maybe. In the Clone Wars. Maybe? I always thought that they were just surrounded by clones. You know, I mean, to yeah. not, I mean, I'm not even trying to make it funny. Like, it's just like, I always pictured that any kind of security, whether it's like planet based or whatever, like, you know, especially around senators was always clones. Yeah. But I, I do remember him in uh, Rebels, like, you know, when they first got their. Um, well, he's definitely part of it. Part of her attache in, in Rebels. Rebels. Yeah. When they go and collect her in space. Yes. And that's when they first come up to the, the Defender, right? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And it was a whole thing where like. uh Ezra was like, I can fly this thing or whatever. And yeah, yeah. so. Yeah. And that's the uh, the Battle of Anaxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good episode. It is a good episode. Yeah. That's probably one of my favorites from that show. But I'll just read it. I'm looking at his <laughs> Wikipedia right now. Go so ahead, man. What's up? On can- like, and these are canon uh, credits. Canon achievements <clears throat> for Dutch. Star Wars The Clone Wars Downfall of a Droid. Ooh. And Star Wars The Clone Wars Unfinished Business. Yeah. This, okay. I'm trying to think of what the droid. I mean. I wonder if that was like an R2 episode or something. Uh, it looks like it, huh? The sixth episode of season one of the television series what? Star Wars The Clone Wars. This, uh, what? And the first in a two-part storyline. Oh, how uh, is that so old? I don't know. He must. I mean, he must be piloting one of the Y-Wings. No. <laughs> no. Again, that's clones, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Unless they actually got like, you know, they conscripted like pilots or something like that. It just, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I'm not really sure. All right. He's somewhere in there. Maybe he's like a young child by then. Who knows? Maybe it's a reference to the title as opposed to the character. Maybe. Uh, Who knows? Was he, did he do have a a story in, from a certain point of view as well? He, He did. Was that the one that was like, it was Sparks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I knew I knew it. Okay. Yeah. That's actually, uh, you know, it was one of the one of the good ones from the end of the, like, of the end of the whole anthology or whatever. But, like, yeah, Sparks was just, it was his story from his point of view, and it was about him and his astromech and everything. Yes. Great little story. Yes. Yeah. Um, Definitely yeah. one of my favorites. And I just feel like he was just a, you know, I mean, ultimately, if you know anything about, if you've ever seen Star Wars. Mm-hmm. You know that he meets an unfortunate demise. That's true. But regardless, he did help get the rebel plans or the the Death Star plans. Yes, that's true. And he is a. I mean, I just feel like he is a character. He is a a leader that you can trust as a bomber pilot. That's fair. I will admit that when it comes for me actually picking a bomber pilot, it's a little difficult because I'm looking over my list, and most of these guys uh, fit all the other classes. So I'm just gonna kind of wing it here you know and for my bomber pilot i'm actually going to pick uh general antok merrick i don't know if you know who that is antok merrick merrick uh you might know him as blue leader okay and uh you also just might know him from a little movie called rogue one 
Yes. Yes. All right. So General Antok Merrick was the mustachioed man behind the ginger. Was he a ginger? I think he was a ginger. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> now, now you're second guessing yourself, aren't yeah, you? I, a little bit. All I remember is he just had a fantastic mustache. And like, as soon as he takes down the ATAT, he has the biggest, you know, S eating grin in his face. And it's yes. like, yes, he, it's so cool. Yes. So like he comes in, he saves the day, helps, you know, the rebels eventually win out the day and get away with the Death Star plans. And beyond that, he was also one of the first aces that the rebellion ever had. Uh, he was a spiritual leader and all this kind of stuff and everything. But obviously, you know, as all things go, especially with Dutch as well, he meets an unfortunate end. Yes, he does. And so um, to that end, I like General. And he was always an X-Wing pilot. But I'm also f- fairly certain that they, they most pilots would have to be um, prepared to fly almost any, you know, any craft that they can get. Yeah. So you know, I have to imagine he has to put some, like, stick time behind a Y-Wing. Yeah. That's and what I, I like would that. Think. I mean, he, you know, obviously he was eager to get to the ground to, uh, <laughs> not, no, no, no. I don't mean that way. I'm sorry. I was just thinking. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. He was eager to go sub atmospheric. Yeah. How about that? That's better. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was just a choice of words. It's perfect. <laughs> because, and... yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, use his, uh, you know, I think he's one of the few uh, X-Wing pilots that we really see kind of relying on his secondary ordnance. Yeah. You know, beyond just his turbo lasers. Yeah. He's like, I mean, get, to get back out, yeah, like he's one of those people who could obviously rush in. Yes. Um, and, I mean, with bomber pilots in general, like especially with Y-Wing pilots, like you know you're flying something that cannot go anywhere as fast as an X-Wing, nor as, like, maneuverable yes but you know you got a little bit of armor behind you and you know you got all this armament in general like all the bombs and everything you would carry it's just a matter of like i feel like he'd be brave enough to pull this stuff off yeah and so yeah i'd say with that you know we could get him you know to pound the ground so so easily (laughs) so i don't know it was just this is not going well yeah i know you picked a perfect pun for it i'm sorry (laughs) Oh, I th- you said that. All I kept thinking was just him screaming and the spinning. and yeah. just, oh! He was so yeah. eager to get to the ground. He was. He was just so excited. <laughs> All right. Next topic. Interceptor class. Interceptor class. Interceptor. One of my favorite classes on Battlefront, yes. to be honest. Yeah, I always... Uh, well, I shouldn't say I always. If I'm playing as the Rebels in particular, mm-hmm. I'm always in an A-Wing. Yeah, but I mean, the, the Interceptor itself, like the tire Interceptor. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, same thing goes for a V-Wing. I told you that much. Yeah. You know, like, I like the A-Wing, and I like both A-Wings for that matter, but, like, just the V-Wing just doesn't feel right. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm okay in that, and the... Um... The ARC-170. Well, or no, yeah. sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, whatever the uh, the cl- or the or droid equivalent is. Oh, it's like a, a tri-droid or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's the uh, tri-fighter. Tri-fighter, yes. T-R-I. I'm okay with those, but, like, the A-Wing is, like... It's su- just, it's yeah it's it, perfect. It's made for that class. Yes. It's perfect. For, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's got the speed. It's got the punch behind it. You get all the right cards and all that stuff. Yeah. Forget about it. Yeah. So in uh, with that, who would be your pilot for said interceptor? Tycho Selchu. Selchu. Yes. I know a Tycho Watiti. <laughs> <laughs> all right, lay it down. Tycho so, Welcho is that you say it? Tycho Selchu. Selchu. Sorry. Yeah. So he is. Like Wedge's best friend in the EU, mm-hmm. and he serves 
both as executive officer to Wedge whenever Wedge formally reinstitutes Rogue Squadron mm. in the X-Wing books. And then eventually whenever Wedge breaks off to do the Wraith Squadron, yeah. he becomes the commanding officer of Rogue Squadron. You know, was he was he the leader of Rogue Squadron when like the new Jedi Order starts? Probably. Because I'm trying to think, because I know, like, spoilers for anyone's not reading, Jaina uh-huh. ends up as Rogue, she's in Rogue yes, Squadron yes. or whatever, but I'm trying to remember who the leader of Rogue Squadron, I know it wasn't Wedge at the time, because mm-hmm. he's, like, retired or something, Yeah. so, but, yeah, I was trying to think, maybe I did hear this name before or whatever. Yeah, yeah so. That's, so that is Captain Tycho Selchu. That's still cool, uh, that's but a cool he name. Is, yeah, and he is also actually a uh, canon character, well, at least he was at one point, uh, and he flies an A-Wing. Oh. During the second Death Star battle. Oh God! Is uh, a oh yeah. He's not the one that explodes. Yeah, not the one that screams. It's just yeah. like, too late. Yes. <laughs> Intensify four fire and power. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just thinking of all these stupid phrases. Yes, but you I can actually. Know. But so, like, the way that you know that he's Wedge's best buddy, and this is why they had to write eight novels with him <laughs> portrayed as such, is that. Like, in one of the scenes of Wedge kind of strafing the surface of the Death Star, yeah, uh, there is an A-Wing that's, like, flying close behind him, mm-hmm. and that's supposed to be Tycho Sumter. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially, yeah, you look, once they actually start going towards, like, the exhaust port, like, to fly into the Death Star, right? Because yes. yeah. I think the order it goes is it's X-Wing, A-Wing, and then Millennium Falcon, or yeah. something like that. So, there, yeah, that, that makes sense. Because the way it splits up is that they, then Tycho... And I guess it would be, um, oh, Tamman's mom. I can't think of her freaking name. Nora. Nora. Yeah. So Tycho and Nora would a- escape the Death Star that way. Yes. And thus Wedge and Lando would go on to save the, the day. Yep. So exactly. interesting. Yeah. Wow. So it's it, it's cool to know that, like Nora and Tycho were that close, you know. Yeah. And like let's you know it's like all right, we don't. He doesn't need a best friend. He needs a love interest in the new <laughs> EU. So yeah. what the yeah. hell? So it's like basically the EU focused on <laughs> this dynamic versus this dynamic. And now the new Disney canon focuses on the opposite dynamic. <laughs> it's all because it's just like of the one branching off. It's and like it all which, comes back to Wedge. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. It's a good choice. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. Now, for mine, I, I'm almost certain you don't know about this, because I've brought this book up a handful of times that the character's featured in, and this is a new canon book as well. Okay. Hmm. I nominate for my Interceptor class, Thane Kyrell. Not, nope. You've never heard of it? Uh-uh. He is part of Corona Squadron, uh, which you might also maybe heard of. I'm not totally sure. Corona is it's out and about, but... Corona Squadron was uh, essentially what, like, Rogue Squadron was, except they were more, uh, how should I say it, specialized. Like, they were more of reconnaissance than anything else. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, they were, like, they were crucial in finding the concentration of all the Imperial ships, like, all the the, uh, Star Destroyers gathering in one area um, to go towards the next Death Star. Uh, they were researching like all you know it, all these Death Stars were coming out of nowhere and just meeting in one spot, and you know they, eventually Thane worked it out in his head. There's only one reason why all these ships would be meeting in like open space. It's because they're protecting something valuable, the Emperor, and this was the Emperor on his way to the Death Star too. And Thane, I should also mention, is involved with all three major battles of the first three movies as well. Okay. He was stationed on the Death Star 
because he was originally an Imperial. Right. He was stationed on the Death Star. He was sent to Dantooine to check out the supposed rebel base. And thus he was saved from the explosion because he was there. And then he gets transferred to somewhere else. And then he escapes from the Empire, eventually joining up with the rebels. And then he is stationed at Hoth and he's involved with the Hoth battle. Uh, he's one of the surviving snow speeders who's able to take down, uh, you know, an AT-AT just going through the legs and stuff like that. Like, he knows the ins and outs of all the Imperial machinations. <coughs> and one of the uh, one of the ways he actually takes out an AT-AT is by, like, shooting the couplings at the foot, okay. weakening it. And so it's able to just tip over on its side, something Very like nice. that. Yeah. His, his co-pilot there, I can't remember his name, but he was a Twi'lek, who eventually goes on to become the representative of... Um, Ryloth. Okay. He's like, he plays a close part to uh, Leia in that respect. But mm. again, a whole other story. <laughs> and then finally, he's involved with the fight at uh, Return of the Jedi, uh, at Endor. You know, he's, you know, it's all them taking on the stars, the Death Star. So he survives the Death Star as well. Nice. And then he's involved with the little thing called the Battle of Jakku. Of course. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so. But yeah, so Thane has been around for everything, and him and uh, this other person who's uh, involved in the book that he's, you know, originally from, they're just amazing pilots. Uh, from like from the first chance to get behind a stick to you know maybe their dying days for all I know. The book it's called Lost Stars, and I've brought up before that it's essentially, uh, you know, like a Romeo and Juliet kind of story. Uh, you know, like I said, the one stays, one goes, yada yada yada. But they're both fantastic pilots in their own per, per, like you know respect and thane was always my favorite like he was just you know he was just badass he had the right state of mind about everything you know you we just wanted to do right by himself and by everybody else nice. so just with all the maneuvers that he was proffering in the book itself and just getting out of all these sticky situations i say thank thane kyrell Very for nice. my interceptor that is one that I genuinely like. I genuinely don't even know enough to ask him a qu- ask a question about him. That's fair. But so I like that. I like that. I swear I've I mean, learned something. Yeah, honestly, I, I promise you, if you if you ever get the chance to actually check out Lost Stars, it's worth it. It's it's a fun book. You love the original like trilogy, you're gonna love this book because it's just it it's just a different you know different look at it. That's all. Very nice. So, but yeah. What about you? Let's go back. This is it. We've reached final it. Final round. A final round. It is the specialist class, i.e. the wild card class. Yes. I, I'm hoping I saved the best for last. I don't know. <laughs> Do you, uh, you, so, first of all, you have like a big list, right? Because I have a big list. Yeah. I want to go over who else you have. Well, yeah, we can go afterwards. over some other names. Sure. All right, cool. But anyways, what do you got? Okay. So with my final pick, I got to get a Mando in there. Mm. So I am going to take Fen Rao. Fen Rao. Yes. And we brought up Fen Rao recently. Yes. Now, he's the, he's the protector? Is yes. that right? He is the leader of the protectorate of Concord Dawn. Hmm. Okay. And yeah, if anyone doesn't realize, he's not, not, not like an extremist, I guess. But Well, yeah. The, I mean, so Concord Dawn is kind of like a satellite community of Mandalorian culture. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not necessarily fully integrated into the mandalore like yeah like the mandalorian yeah that's a perfect way of phrasing yeah and like the political structure they're kind of outside of that Mm -hmm. um but they have this planet called concord dawn yes they uh all that they inhabit and they're just like they are kind of like hardcore like you know when you think of boba fett yeah 
you're kind of thinking of like his brand of Mandalorian. I could see that. Just, yeah, I mean, they're just ruthless and just, you know, savagely efficient at everything they do. Well, how would you, how would you like uh, relate them to the likes of Death Watch in the way of their goals? Well, I mean, their goals are not the same. Yeah. I mean, they're just, they are, I mean, they're just strongly defensive of the situation that they have. That's fair. They're not necessarily trying to disrupt the the process of democracy or whatever you want to call it yeah. on uh, on Mandalore. I mean, let's let's face it. When it comes to Mandalorians in general, like this is a you know a, a race of people who have just they've trained to take on all kinds of you know just tasks. You know, like anything and everything that anyone can throw at them. Yes, they have some kind of countermeasure. Yeah. Uh, you know, and like like we were saying, because the Fen Rao's from the Rebels show, like there are instances where uh, they he, they're training with Jedi and stuff like that. And you get to see how they can counter, you know, Jedi techniques and whatnot. Right. Yeah. Like I love the fact that they can use their like little grappling arm to yes. like like a force pull, pull the lightsaber away, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, just, it's, it's interesting. And I yeah. mean. Who doesn't I, love a Mandalore? Right. Well, I agree. And I believe he's actually, he is the one that like gives all of those little tricks and like the wrist like yeah. thing to Sabine. Yes. Yeah, so, so she's uh, all like, like she's, she gets fully equipped by yeah, him and yeah. the jetpack, I think too, for that. Matter. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Or she but, picks it up, whatever. Yeah. But so, um, I mean, but ultimately Fen Rao is best known as a pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, and he flies what's called a Fang fighter. Which is like an awesome looking ship. The Fang Fighters are gnarly. If anyone gets a chance to look at them, you'll love them because it's like, I mean, it, it, imagine, imagine how like uh, Kylo Ren's shuttle is set up. Yes, you know, kind of like the the Lambda class where like the wings fold up. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine these are front facing. You know, just uh, you know, a ship. Yeah, and if they want to land, they just tilt the entire thing up, and it just lands like that, like it's a spear going for the sky. I love it. Yes, it's a great design. Yes. Um, but yeah, like it, it just the way that they move in space and everything, it's perfect. Yeah, and but yeah, I could very, very heavy ordnance as well. Yeah, so. yeah, seismic charges. Yeah, I mean, we're getting into slave one, but still, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I agree. I, I just think it's like it's kind of a an, like an overpowered ship that it probably wouldn't be great in like a one on one dogfight. Yeah, although it should be noted that he was able to essentially, at least temporarily, best Hera. Yeah. Temporarily. 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 So that's a good choice. Yes. All right. So for my specialist, and I'm actually surprised that neither one of us has picked this yet. So I'm glad I saved him. Anakin Skywalker. That was close. Yeah. Anakin Skywalker for my specialist, my wild card. And it should be obvious. Yeah. Considered uh, the best pilot. He is considered the best pilot in the galaxy for his time. And I'm not... Uh, look... You can you could debate all day and night about the difference between Anakin and Darth and the way of their style and stuff like that. But when you get down right to it and you want someone who can get something done, look for Anakin. This is where the fun begins. This is where the fun begins, exactly. So, I mean, to just name a few of his feats, he was able to save uh, Palpatine by flying only half a ship. Yes. Uh, and uh, he's skilled to, He's skilled enough to fly almost anything he comes into contact with. Right. You know, he, he could fly a Y-Wing. He could fly a little, like, Jedi Interceptor. He could fly the big old, like, 
you know, um, freighter that they yeah. get at one point it looks kind of like a B-Wing. I forget exactly what they call it, but it was like a, a spice freighter or something like mm. that. It's just, I mean, like he, he's, he's masterful to skill himself up to just do anything. He's able to use the force to predict the, his opponent's next move. Yes. So it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you come up against Anakin, he's going to find a way to get at you one way or another, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know. I, there's not, I mean, there's so much you could say about Anakin and all of his feats and whatnot and just why he would make a great specialist. Yeah. And like I said, what's not wild about having someone who can use the force, namely someone who goes above and beyond to save their friends. Yes. People they care about. And that's not what Jedi do. That's what Anakin (laughs) does. Well, absolutely. Yeah. It's not necessarily the Jedi way. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Uh, I mean, and even to that end, I mean, you're talking about the, uh, like the, the difference between Anakin versus Darth Vader, but if we continue on that spectrum a little bit, he's even able to fly in hyperspace. Yes. Oh, I was going to get a a star destroyer. Yes. So uh, that's the other side of it too. Like I, I, I really wanted to do Vader because of that feat, but I figured that, Anakin's a little more maneuverable. Yes. Granted, he's much more in tune with the Force. It's the dark side. Right. But, you know, as you were saying, uh, he's able to navigate light speed. Yes. Which usually is left to, you know, the light speed, like the light speed co- like computer, like the, yes. the, 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 the whatever and, it is. Yeah. And it's kind of not always discussed all that clearly, but like basically hyperspace routes are just like, okay, this is an extremely long expansive space where nothing else exists except for other craft traveling in hyperspace. Right. Like, and that's the only way that they can actually negotiate hyperspace. Not to mention there might be also just random debris. Right. Or something like that. Like asteroids or black holes, what have you, any kind of like space madness that you can come across, you know, that's why there's, you see instances of them doing small jumps here and there, because it's, that's the only way you could do it safely. Like I said, when they, when they were going to Kessel, they were doing several small jumps through the clouds, you know, surrounding Kessel and stuff like that. Because, you know, if you try to go straight through, it's impossible. Mm -hmm. But Vader using the force was literally able to walk on the sky, so to speak, you know, yada, 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 yada. (laughs) And, uh, you know, get them from one point to the other. And, this was also done in uncharted space, which we should say. Right. It was in un- uncharted regions he was able to navigate. So that's even more of a feat than anything else. Agreed. So, yeah. I don't know. That's my pick. I like it. It's yeah. a good pick. It's a good pick. You want to go up and down again? What was your top five or your five? Yes. So my picks were Squadron Commander is General Lando Calrissian mm-hmm. with co-pilot Nian Nun. <laughs> okay. Then we have Wedge Antilles. Perfect. Fighter pilot. Commander Wedge Antilles as my fighter pilot. Nice. Uh, for bomber, I have gold leader John Dutch Vander. <laughs> okay. My interceptor pilot is Tycho Selchu. Tycho Selchu. Okay. And then my specialist is Fen Rao, the Mandalorian. That's a good choice. Okay. My squadron leader was Hera Syndulla. And since you got a co-pilot, I'm going to get a co-pilot and put Chopper in there. Because he's probably just as good as R2-D2 in that respect. Yes. Um, for my fighter pilot, as opposed to your Wedge Antilles, I'm going to throw in my Temin Snap Wexley. Learn from the best. Learn from the best and do the rest. That's Which what I is, say. Just remember, though, Wedge is the best. Wedge is the best, yeah. <laughs> there's Wedge, who's the best, and then there's the rest. Anyways. Uh, the bomber, I picked uh, 
General Antok Merrick because he loves going to the ground. Yes. <laughs> loves going ground side. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for my interceptor, I picked Thane Kyrell because he loves just doing all these crazy maneuvers. And again, read the book, you'll you'll understand. And my specialist was Anakin Skywalker, i.e. Darth Vader. But I, I picked the, the good versus the bad. Yes. So Very nice. If I really wanted to get particular, I'd say Anakin Skywalker post-Emperor going down the shaft. Because yes. technically he would have been Anakin then. Correct. Again, or something. So, that was a solid list. I like it. Uh, some also rands that I had on mine, actually. Like, some other options that I had. Mm-hmm. Oh, for starters, I did have Wedge on here. Yes. I did it more as just, like, you have to do Wedge. Right. And I was hoping to get it before you did. <laughs> so, you know, you, you stole that from under me. Yeah. Um, I also I also had R2-D2. I was like, he's flown plenty of ships on his own. <laughs> Uh, I had Luke. I had uh, Luke Skywalker, Poe Dameron, Iden Versio because she's just insane. Yes. And uh, the only EU one I had on here was Jaina. Jaina Solo. Yeah, Jaina's a good choice. So, um, I, I I had her. Yeah. Uh, actually, a lot of those names. I I think actually like, I think we kind of did this like with our bounty hunter draft where it was like the people that didn't quite make the cut or like that we weren't comfortable using. Right. Um. Where like the one where, was where we overlapped a lot. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Jaina, Luke, Poe. Yeah, I mean Poe. Like I almost. Well, I wouldn't say almost went with Poe. Poe would have been my second choice in the fighter pilot category if I had gotten second pick. Just I mean this. I mean the stuff you see him doing in the beginning of Last Jedi, the stuff you see yeah. him doing when they go to Tygodana and the in Force Awakens. I mean, come on. Yeah, and like he just has that swagger that. Oh yeah. You know, it, like I. I don't really know anything about like Dennis Lawson or like the wedge role that much, but like even at that, he's fairly straight laced. Whereas like Poe just kind of has that Maverick from Top Gun. Oh, for sure. Aesthetic. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, I, the way I always kind of looked at it was like Wedge, if he was ever you know in a in a jolly mood or whatever, it was outside the cockpit. Yeah. Especially like I said, he opened up a lot more in the books, obviously. Right. But you know, like when it came to him flying, I always felt like. All right, he's in this situation. This is him doing what he does. Yeah, you know, let him just not, rule, not just swagging around. Yeah, he's like the this way is that Poe does. <laughs> this is serious. We're at a Death Star. Yeah, I might die. Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, that's that's, that's Wedge. Yes, but uh, all right. So you had them, Poe. Who else? Um, other names include. Um, you got to have Han and Chewie on there. Yeah, yeah. I like again. I, I left them off because I was like, eh, it's almost too obvious. Yes, but uh, Kylo. In the Tie Silencer, mostly just because I love the Tie Silencer. The Tie Silencer is sweet. It's but the best ad- addition they've made, I think. I I would agree with that. But I was going to say, like, it's the only instance we actually see him flying. Right. And, yeah, and we don't. And like, yes, he destroys Home One, but almost entirely. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like you can't judge it off of just one thing. Like that's one ship that he took out. Yeah. You know, you want to put him next to Wedge. You want to put him next to anybody else in Black Squadron or Rogue Squadron, or whatever. It's like. They have so much more underneath their belt. Yes. You know, why, you know, it's ha- kind of hard to be like, I blew up big ships. Like, yeah, so did I. Twice. Yeah. They were called the Death Star. Yeah. <laughs> or something like and that. And the actual hero of the rebellion. Yeah. So what, he's like, what Much more you? than the self-serving Han Solo or Luke Skywalker who got the stupid medals. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, other names, Wes Jansen. What? Wait, why does that sound familiar? So he is... Is he the Rogue other... Two from Empire? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good he morning. Is... Oh, yeah. 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 And he is the other pilot that escapes with 
Wedge in Rebels. Ah, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, is also part of the Rogue Squad, like the X Wing books. It's Hobby, isn't it? Or who's? I oh, thought maybe it was, it was Hobby. I, I think Hobby right. gets gets yeah. away with Wedge. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, my no, apologies. It's all right because I think Hobby flies with Wedge in Empire. I think that's how it goes. I think you're right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. I just remember the only time you hear Hobby's name is just Luke being like Hobby. I've been hit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Yeah. And then the only other two names, well, they're not even names because I actually didn't get a chance to finalize my research on them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the guy who pilots the TIE Defender. Oh, um, yeah. I was even thinking of his dang name. I think it was like, it's Cirrus or Sarek or something like that. I'm going to... Go ahead. You vamp for a moment. I'll look it up real quick. (laughs) So what's going on, everybody? I just want to tell you, you know, we're one of the soulful sounds of uh, Star Wars. We're going to do a little ASMR right now. I hope you can hear that. That's me rolling up my list and throwing it away. Anyways. Um, yeah, it's like Sarek or Jarek or something like that. Commander Jarek. I want to say it's Commander Jarek. Maybe I'm thinking of my guy. Um, but yeah, anyways, sure. um, the, the TIE Defender is made popular in, uh, in Rebels. It's a design made personally by Thrawn. And I think it's also going to be the crux of the new Thrawn book that's coming out. Yes. So, no luck. Mm. Just Google who pilots the TIE Defender. That's exactly what I'm doing. TIE D Defender. Yeah. Uh... The thing that kills me about the Defender is it's actually it's actually a play on like the old... Uh, I think it's called like the TIE Ghost or something. But what, what do you got? Well, it's the TIE... I think of it as the Clawcraft. Which the Clawcraft. Is, yeah, which is like the Chiss manipulation of the TIE Fighter platform i didn't know that yes that's cool just look up like the claw craft and jagged fell Ooh, okay i mean so you probably know jag a little yeah uh from new jedi order yeah i know the name yeah um, but no all i was thinking it was um the in rebel assault 2 they go way back like to like i said the ps1 game mm-hmm. one of the things you get blown up by is just this invisible ship it's like a cloaked tie fighter and it looks almost like the tie defender i just can't remember what the hell it was called so if anyone knows what i'm talking about please just tell me but like i want to say it was like the tie ghost or you know the tie it might even have been like an early tie silencer for all we knew you know it was just one of those things it was like under wraps yeah any luck um no i still haven't found it uh, i'm not gonna worry about it anymore yeah anyways they they the one lead like pilot that we're trying to find was this guy who was basically selected by thrawn to show the you know the exemplatory you know capabilities of, of the tie defender of the tie defender yeah yes which is a, a tie fighter that has shields which absolutely no other ties have yeah has uh, its own hyperdrive and uh some other fancy doodads yes and all that yeah, so it, well, I don't know. I, I won't explain. I won't explain why it's relevant. Watch Rebels. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, Go now. <laughs> yeah, but um, and then the only other pilot I was even thinking of is there is a pilot from Star Wars Resistance who flies like an interceptor. Like it actually looks like a Tie interceptor from the original trilogy. Really? Yeah, and he's all red, and I don't know his name either. Ah, fair enough. He appears in like the first couple episodes, and then he kind of disappears. Is this a trooper? Or no, is it he's a, spy? a pilot. Okay, okay. Yeah. Now nah, you just said red. I was thinking to myself like in, uh, it's not cardinal. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was, I'm just a little hopeful. That's all. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, you had a question you wanted to ask. Yeah. So what's up? And and I actually meant to bring this up literally at the start when we were kind of talking about you know Endgame and spoilers and right. and so on. 
I have this thought in my mind that, and obviously, you know, we're months and months away from this still. Mm-hmm. I would like to do a, like, just a speculation cast episode. Okay. Before Rise of Skywalker hits theaters. So you want to kind of just theorize what's going to happen? Yeah. I mean, I, and I'm thinking like a big panel, like, I want to get as many people as we can get in here. Ooh. Or, well, in my future new office space. Um, <laughs> yeah, we could fit five people in there. Next yeah. Time. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, Andrew and Brandon, obviously. Of course. Uh, um, probably have my sister Steph back on. Why um, not? And and maybe some other folks if they want to join in. We'll see how many mics we can fit in. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. I mean, I think I can plug in six mics in total. All right. So, so we'll, we'll so work probably out. one more person after <laughs> after what I mentioned. Fair enough. We'll make it work. Um, you know, but I think uh, like I would really love to do that. But I I guess I wonder if that's something that people would like or not. Oh well, that's a that's a good question. I mean, uh, I, yeah, because I mean, I always enjoy that. I mean, I like you know some of the Game of Thrones. I, well, I really only listen to like one Game of Thrones podcast, but you yeah. know they did a pre-season episode, just kind of like lay out everything. Like, yeah, how do you think it's going to go down? Yeah, and I think they called it a speculation cast. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I don't like, but I don't want to touch a nerve if people are like, well, I don't want this to be spoiled or. No, no, no. I mean, look, they, they, I I totally get it because you know, as we said at the at the top, you know, we're actively avoiding spoiling the Avengers movie for ourselves right now. Yeah. And to that end, like, I don't want to have Episode Nine spoiled for me if I can help it. Right. You know, I'll take you know all the new you know footage that they're willing to release. You know, a short clip here, a little trailer there. But when it starts getting down to like all the TV spots and everything like that, that's where, especially with you know Avengers, yeah. I was like, please just leave me alone. I get <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I genuinely like stopped with some of the the spots that they released because like they were doing them like every day, and I was like, I don't, there's new footage in yeah, each one. I, so. I don't, I don't want to see you know 15 minutes of the movie in the trailer. I just want to see the movie. <laughs> the thing that kills me is they always they they already had stated that like every piece of footage you would see in any kind of promotional item, mm-hmm. whether it be a trailer, TV spot was only supposed to be involved within like the first 20 minutes of the movie. Okay. <laughs> and I've definitely seen a lot of stuff to make me think like, they're going to be all over the place in 20 minutes. Yeah, you know, that, I was just like a lot in 20 minutes, but yeah, I definitely heard that like everything that they have going on is not what's happening at the very end. Like you don't know what's happening at the very end because of the trailer or anything like that. So I'm personally excited for that. I would personally be excited to do a speculation cast. I have no idea right now, mm-hmm. you know, what to expect from Star Wars, and I'm happy about that. Right. I had no idea what to expect from Force Awakens. I had no idea what to expect from Last Jedi. I went into both of them, came out just a new man, and, mm-hmm. you know, excited about where this story right. was going. So, yeah. if we want to do that, that would be fine. I, I, I'd be all about that. I'd be all about getting people in here and just hearing everyone's thoughts, having a great time about it. Uh, you know, if, if you guys think we should do that, you know, get at us, let us know on our Facebook and, you know, tell us on iTunes, leave us a comment, send us a message, whatever you want to do. Like, is this a good idea? Yeah. Do you want to hear this? Uh, yeah. You know, and just kind of, and I guess that question kind of extends beyond just what we're even talking about, you know, now. And it's like, well, how much, you know, should we read into other images and glimpses that we get? Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't, I think clearly from what we've talked about, you know, in the course of this episode, like we're not going to be here like, oh, you know, there's spoilers to talk about. Like yeah. we're going to kind of ignore it as much as possible anyway. Let's put it this way. Like, we'll have both seen Avengers next time we <laughs> well, meet. Yes. <laughs> so 
We'll still not spoil it. We'll yes. try our best not to spoil it. I, I don't think I don't think it'll be hard to no. not spoil it. But um, you know, I I'm with you. I'd like to I'd like to keep an open mind about it, and especially you know, doing this. You know, we've already covered so much information about the movie. You feel like you have to have some kind of grasp mm-hmm. on some story. Uh, you know, element elements regardless. Yeah, and to that end, uh, you know, that's one of the best parts of reading all these books mm-hmm. is just that you know. It provides so much more information you just never knew was out there. Could play into potentially what could be the plot of the next movie. Right. We don't know. Yeah. You know, or for that matter, what um, resistance it's going to do in the next season. It might play into this. You know, yeah. it, it's it's all up in the air. No, absolutely. I, so I, yeah, and I think you know, to a certain extent, it's not going to be maybe entirely possible to not, um, you know, have a few things that might, you know, that we might touch on that might kind of end up coming true right but you know i i don't think any of us are gonna go would go into this like saying oh yeah like i i want to know exactly what's gonna happen but i also but man i want to talk about it you know it's oh like for I, sure i have talked with with stephanie and like you know i feel like some of her theories are like i wasn't thinking that at all but that's really cool yeah and it's like you know i just kind of want i think it would be fun to lay that stuff out there uh you know sometime before episode nine actually comes out get a group of people that are super nerdy and super passionate about the material yeah can't go wrong. and we'll just let it rip yeah buddy all right i like that all right again like i said if you guys are interested in this let us know otherwise we'll probably just do it without you saying we never know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you'll have to skip that one and yeah but either way spoiler alert spoiler alert that's gonna be the episode, name of the episode yeah. episode nine contains spoilers for episode nine <laughs> anyways God, this is a good time. Yes. Um, thank you again for everybody who's joined us. Uh, did you like our picks? Did you hate our picks? Yeah. Let us know. Let us know on you Facebook. Know, who has the better team out there right now? Yeah. You know, or whatever. You know, did our draft go according to plan? Do you guys have more plans for different drafts that we can do? Yeah. We're open to doing anything. I was happy to do this again because I love doing lists I know, like I, this. I like doing a draft. I'm, you know? I'm really glad that, like, you know, I, I think we're both kind of relieved to be done with having to do so much <laughs> news. Yeah. And like, just... It just the last month in general has just been heavy. Yeah. So exactly. You know, we've basically done four episodes in a row. Oh my god! Yeah. News that was just insane. So you didn't you didn't think there would be this much to talk about news wise? Yes. So, um, you know, roughly, hopefully, we should hope you know to hear some stuff laid down. I'm figuring by the next episode, like I said, I'll probably have uh, Jedi. Uh, lost so maybe we'll go over that or something or maybe we'll go back to a review maybe we'll do something completely different who never knows who knows so maybe we'll be done by rebels by then i don't know yeah how far are you did you finish it i'm done are you ah <laughs> uh, i have six more episodes to go i'm on episode 10 right now Very nice. all right fair enough very close yeah i know so all right maybe we'll do that next time i don't know we should we should set something potentially like we did for clone wars to so do like a top five yeah but let me finish it, then we'll we'll come back at we'll it. Play around with it. So. Sounds good. Oh, this was fun. Did you have a good time? I had a great time. As a boring conversation, anyway. Uh, I bet it was. Kid, we're gonna have company. Woo! <laughs>